change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis, and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, let's get into this episode on the importance of developing patience. Why would I want to be talking about this? Because something that's pretty consistent in what I see in the work that I do in dealing with people's lives in all areas of their life is a lack of patience. Understandably, this is something a lot of people wrestle with, especially this day and age when you can have almost anything in a very short amount of time compared to only half a century ago where it took a significant amount of time for us to have the consumable goods that we have access to today. You can order something today and sometimes have it by the end of the day at your doorstep. And very many digital things we can have almost instantly. And I think this creates a huge sense of impatience in a lot of people. By having such easy access to so many things, it's almost assumed that you should be impatient and that you should be expecting things to happen really quickly. Where that falls down, though, is in real life. When in reality, creating things as human beings, whether it's content, whether it's an idea, whether it's manufacturing something or working on a business, it takes time. It doesn't happen in an instant. And so I think it's important for us to get a real reality check on the importance of it developing patience in our lives because time has tested this theory, but those who have been most patient throughout their lifetimes have actually been able to develop and create the most outcome in their life and have been able to pull off the most in terms of their experience. So I thought this would be valuable for us to dig into. Now, you can think of being patient as thinking slowly, right? One of the things that I've learned from a few mentors is this notion of slowing down to speed up. Now, why do we want to slow down? Well, if you think about driving as an analogy, something a lot of people I noticed do, and I do at times as well, is driving close to cars in front of us. And typically that happens when you're feeling impatient or you're in a rush or you need to get somewhere quickly. And so what happens is, let's say you've got a 30-minute drive and you're driving really closely to the car in front of you, thinking that you're trying to get them to speed up. Like if I drive really close, they'll want to speed up and then they'll get out of my way. And this whole time you're driving, you're like, God, I just want them to get out of the way. Like they really need to move. And so you get closer and closer and more frustrated. But what you're doing in the process of driving really close to this individual is you have significantly decreased your reaction time. Now it's something like 1.5 seconds for a human being to react to a sudden change in driving conditions. And when you're driving really closely to somebody, you don't have 1.5 seconds. You've usually got about half a second to react before you collide. 
And so if you don't give yourself that amount of time, you're basically guaranteeing yourself having an accident if they at the last minute hit their brakes because they avoid a hazard or something happens in their car and they need to hit the brakes or swerve or something. And so what you're doing is you're actually increasing the likelihood of it taking you longer to get there because if you are driving closely and something happens and you have an accident, now you have to pull over and deal with that accident. And that's going to take you time, which means it's going to take you even longer than the 30 minutes that it was going to take you to get to your destination. And you'll probably be feeling a range of emotions that comes with that accident as well. And so in a situation like that, it's actually no accident. I know I'm describing it as one, but situations like this are a lesson, especially if you get into a car accident, to slow you down, to help you take a beat and give yourself a few seconds to of space and thinking room, right? Because if you actually think about it, if you slow down a little bit, just a little bit on a 30-minute journey, how much extra time are you actually adding to your trip? If we're going to be generous, I'd say two minutes. If all you did was give yourself a little bit of space between you and the car in front of you. But in reality, it's probably less than two minutes, maybe even less than a minute of extra travel time. But in your mind, you feel like it's slowing you down even more. But what that allows you to do, if you were to slow down and give yourself two or three car lengths between you and the car in front of you, if something happens with that car ahead of you, they swerve, they flip their car, they hit their brakes, and they come to a complete sudden stop, if you've got that space between you and the car in front of you, you've just given yourself room to slow down a little bit, observe the hazard, go around it, check that there's no one in your blind spot so you're not going to injure yourself or get into an accident there. Go around them, keep driving, like do a quick check to see that they're okay and then keep driving and you're on your way. And you've completely avoided some kind of accident just by being able to slow down. Whereas if you were driving really close, you don't have the reaction time and you're getting, you're most definitely getting tangled up in that accident and then having to deal with the consequences of all of that. Financial expenses, even if you've got insurance, time expense, and the emotional expense of having to deal with that. So being able to slow down in these situations actually gives us our time back because we get to think with a slower thinking speed. And being able to think with a slower speed or thinking slowly allows us to make wiser choices. It gives us the time to think things through and be a little more considered in our approach to whatever the decision might be as a way to help us make the most of what we're trying to achieve. If you have to make decisions really quickly and you don't get the opportunity to think them through, you can make decisions that might appear to be wise in the short term, but are actually very costly in the long term. And I see this a lot. This is something that I find myself having to clean up in people's lives. So they made a decision somewhere along the way in their life that was short-minded and narrow-minded in their thinking. They had a short time frame and they were thinking of immediate gratification and not long-term outcome or long-term gratification. And so then usually you're having to pay for the consequences later. Another example of how this occurs in people's lives is with consumerism, with buying consumer goods, especially using credit card debt or consumer debt people will pay, or even these payment plans, people will pay for these different, let's say it's a new iPhone or something like that, putting it on a credit card or buying some new set of headphones or something like that and putting it on a credit card and then dealing with the debt later 
but they're paying an interest and it's taking them a long time. And they're having to deal, their future selves is having to deal with the consequences that their present self is choosing. So it's immediate gratification, but there's a long-term cost. So by slowing down your thinking, even in situations where you're making purchases, you're giving yourself the opportunity to be wise about your thought process and your consideration of the decision to help you get ahead, to think things through, to think about different options that you may not have had the time to consider that could actually be more advantageous to you than anything else. So have a think about it. Have a think about different areas of your life where you might actually be thinking way too quickly and not giving yourself the time because you're being impatient, because you're trying to impose your own timeline on the way things are supposed to unfold, when in reality, that's just your own impatience, which, by the way, is actually emotional. Because emotions create an impatience in us. It's because we have this expectation that things are supposed to happen sooner than they're supposed to. Says who? Something you want to consider when reflecting on your sense of impatience is where is that coming from? Where is, where is this timeline that you're thinking of coming from? Is the timeline coming from what society expects? Something I hear a lot from female clients and students is, especially the ones who are in their early 30s, there's this pressure of starting a family. And when they reflect on it, it's because society around them is putting this pressure on them to have already have had a child or two by that particular age, or maybe even be married. But these clients are single. And so they're feeling like they're behind the eight ball. But it's because they're comparing themselves to what society's expectations are, as opposed to what is actually important to them. These particular women have a high value and focus predominantly on their career and their finances, because that's important to them. That's something that they actually care about more than anything else in their life. And it's something they're consciously choosing, but there's something in the back of their mind that kind of feels like society is tugging at their shirt saying, yeah, but you need to have kids by a certain age, even though it's not necessarily something they want at all, right? So you want to ask yourself, where is this impatience coming from? And where is this timeline coming from? And who am I subscribing my thinking to? Because you'll find that it's probably something you've taken on from other people and maybe not necessarily something you genuinely align with. And so how do we actually slow down our thinking and develop greater patience? Well, one important mindset framework that would help you is the notion of expanding your time horizon. So if you think about a time horizon as a period of time that you can see as far as, a horizon of time is as far as you can see, and if you look at the way you're living your life, and that happens to be narrowed down to week by week, or every two weeks, or maybe month by month, that's not a very long time horizon in reality. If you think about how many years you will probably live, statistically, you're likely to live up to the age of 80 if you're in the Western world. With modern medicine, access to food and healthcare and so on. That's a long time. And thinking month to month and your time horizon only being up until the next month or the next few weeks, that's actually quite a short time horizon in comparison to how long you will live. And so you want to be able to think through and expand out your time horizon to be longer than just a month. Now, there's value in focusing on the next month, the next few weeks, especially if you've got 
an increased workload or there's some kind of objective you're working towards that requires a lot of focus, yes, that's valuable. But you want to stay mindful of a longer or wider time horizon. So are you thinking about where you will be this time next year or where you would like to be in five years' time? And that can actually scare a lot of people. And a lot of people sometimes struggle when it comes to thinking of what their plan is three or five years from now. Now, there's value in thinking those through, thinking out those timelines. But I think the pressure that comes with that is what people believe they need to specify about those timelines, they then are committed to or married to and have to follow all the way through to completion. Even if at some point during the next three or five years, something occurs in their life that changes or reorganizes their priorities. That's allowed to happen. This isn't something that you set in stone and that you have to 100% follow through on. You might find that in your pursuit of fulfilling that, whatever that plan might be, you were doing something that you genuinely weren't aligned with. Hopefully through this podcast and my other episodes, you will help develop more clarity around what you were genuinely aligned with. But let's say you do, you've got to allow yourself the opportunity to be flexible and adaptable to both what life presents and also how you change and evolve, right? You may have had, some people may have had five, 10 year plans or three year plans in 2019, but then the world had to deal with the pandemic and suddenly plans had to change. And we saw that across multiple industries. Timelines got changed product deliveries changed, development of different ideas and different projects had to change as a result because the pandemic occurred, life stepped in and kind of stirred things up. So it's important to be adaptable with that. So when you're thinking about a three or five or 10 year timeline, make sure that whatever you're thinking through, that you are flexible and adaptable with it, that you're willing to work with the tides, if you like and with the changing weather. This is really important. And you can only truly do that if you extend your time horizon. If you narrow down your time horizon to only a month or so, you don't allow for the dynamic aspect of life and the rhythms of life that come in and step in and create changes and create currents and tides and weather patterns, figuratively, that can influence how likely it is that you're able to deliver on that timeline. Having a longer time horizon gives you the ability to to develop patience and to build in contingencies and where things may not go so well. So you want to make sure that you're extending your time horizon and thinking long-term, right? And what that allows you to do is when you're thinking long-term, let's say you're thinking about five years from now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can delay starting. It means you're giving yourself five years to work towards the fulfillment of that. Now, if you do it sooner than that, great. That's a win. And chances are you will probably do it sooner than five years, even though you set five years as a timeline, for example. If you set yourself five years and you start working towards it as of today, you're more likely to get there sooner because you're giving yourself patience, because you're giving yourself room between you and the driver in front of you to consider your thoughts and consider your decisions as you go and be wise about it. What that allows you to do is make the most effective and efficient decisions. It lets you think things through and also deal with the curveballs that life throws at you and deal with them in a timely manner as well. So when you're thinking through, let's say I'm using a five-year example as a timeline, you ask yourself, okay, well, 
this is something I want to work towards in the next five years or arrive at by the end of the next five years. What decision or what action step do I need to take today? Small action step that will help me start on that journey. And what are all the small action steps that I can take each day, little by little to ensure that I get there? Just like when you travel for wherever you're traveling to, let's say it's a 30 minute car ride. You're so used to what you have to do now that you probably don't even think about it. You're unconscious to it. But there are many steps between you and arriving at your destination. You get changed, you get ready, you might do your makeup, you might shave, you might do your hair or whatever it might be. You pick your outfit, you pick your shoes, you pack your bag, you might take some snacks, you might grab a bottle of water, you might make sure everything's charged, like your phone's charged, your AirPods or your headphones are charged or whatever it might be, and you've got everything packed and organized. You've got your car keys, you've got your house keys, then you make your way to the car, you make sure that the car has fuel or it's charged, get in the car and then you make your way there and you're making micro decisions the whole way through that journey, all the way through and then you eventually arrive. There are so many micro steps that you're taking but because you're so used to them they've become autonomous and unconscious. So when you're thinking about what you're working towards long term, you want to think about what steps do I need to take today? in small steps that will help me get there. And if you're consistent with it, and you're giving yourself the time and the patience to work through it and take each step systematically and methodically, and also allowing yourself the time and the patience to deal with the curveballs that life throw at you and the various rhythms and challenges and contingencies, you then get to step your way through it. And each step you take, you are one step closer to getting there. When you're rushing, What typically happens is you will wait and then you will cram. This is common for people when it comes to exams and study. You wait until the last minute, you stress the hell out about it, and then what happens next? You cram really hard while you're stressed, you're not thinking things through. And then at the last minute, you're trying to pull a Hail Mary, hoping that anything occurs that helps you get it across the line. That's not necessarily wise. And yes, it may work to some extent, You're using brute force to try and get this thing across the line rather than being strategic. And so then when you eventually cross the line on this thing, even if it is on time, but let's say it's not and you're delayed, you're then exhausted by it. And then through that exhaustion, what you're then having to do is consider, well, how do I do this again for the next project or the next thing I'm working towards or aiming myself towards? And each time you do it like that and you use that process of cramming, being really stressed and short-minded in your thinking each time you're accumulating evidence that this is stressful and i don't want to do it so then eventually and eventually is not a very long amount of time in reality you start talking yourself out of doing anything towards a plan and you start living moment to moment which means that you're not going to get to the end of your life looking back going there were things that i intended that i wanted to work on that i created because it got too stressful planning and taking action or executing a plan is not the issue it was just the approach that you were using in that case so what i would hate to see is that you get to the end of your life and you didn't actually go and apply yourself to the things you wanted to because the idea of putting plans in place and being methodical and strategic about it just didn't seem like it was something that worked for you when in reality it was just the approach you may have been using and the approach starts by expanding your time horizon slowing down your thinking 
What's the long game here? What am I planning? What am I working towards? Personally, there are things that I'm currently working on in my life. This I'm recording this in 2023. There are things that I'm working towards that I don't expect to fulfill until 2054, 2055, if I'm still alive, hopefully. So I'm making decisions now, small decisions that are all contributing to the intention that will eventually be fulfilled around 2054, 2055. And so I'm giving myself time to think things through and be strategic about it, thoughtful. And if I make a couple of missteps here and there, because I've got so much time up my sleeve with what I'm working towards, I've got time to recover and learn and adjust what I'm doing as I work my way towards it. Now, I don't necessarily expect everyone to have that wider time horizon. That's something I've worked my way up to. But start small if you're only thinking month to month. Start expanding out to every three months. And then once you get used to thinking three months in advance, start thinking six months in advance. And then once you get used to that, start thinking a year in advance. Because once you get used to the new stretch time horizon, eventually that feels comfortable. And then once that starts feeling comfortable, you're like, okay, it's not hard for me to visualize a three-month period and where I would be in three months. So let's push that out to six months. And then you get used to that one. And then you push it out further. And then you get used to a year. And then you push that out further. And so as you start to develop an understanding and an experience around these different time horizons, what will happen is you will start thinking about different things you want to work towards, and they will probably be bigger in vision, but things that you know that you can work towards and know that, and they're things that you can achieve. And that's ultimately what we're trying to create. And by doing that, you develop patience in the short term. If you're trading short-term gratification for long-term gratification, you're actually getting long-term gratification as a result, then you're more likely to experience a sense of fulfillment. Because when you play that out over a long period of time, let's say you've been playing that way for the last five years, the things you get to experience today are because your past self had the wisdom and insight to make choices back then that you then get to experience the fruits of today. It's something that you get the benefit of. So why not do the same today? Why not plant seeds today? in your life that your future self will be grateful to you for, that you then get to reap the benefits and the rewards of. And when you start doing that consistently enough, you're basically constantly reaping the rewards and the fruit of the work that you've been doing in the past. So then as you continue to step forward, you keep collecting fruit in your life and rewards and benefits because you keep planting seeds as you go. And so your future self will eventually after a short period of time, be grateful towards your past self for all the decisions and the actions and the executions that you've been doing. Well, that sounded morbid really quickly, but what you've been executing on is what I mean to get there. And as a result, you start experiencing a greater sense of contentment and appreciation for yourself. And all of that has happened by starting with one thing, which is expanding your time horizon and developing a deeper sense of patience. So give it a go. Start reflecting on where you are being impatient in your life and how you can start expanding your time horizon and thinking longer term. And start trading out short-term gratification and start bringing more of the long-term gratification in because it's worth it. Believe me, it's worth it.
I hope that this episode has been valuable to you. My intention is to give you a different perspective on all the different topics I'm providing. So make sure that you are subscribed wherever you're listening to this episode, or if you're watching it on YouTube, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. And uh, we'll keep bringing in new episodes with as much value as we possibly can. All right. I'm Giorgio Janis. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.